0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Golly Dating One Hundred and One Podcast. It's your host Tavares. We have a special guest in the building today. My man, the man, the myth, and the legend, Ezekiel Azamu. Give it up! <laughs> Give it up for people say things like that. That's insane. <laughs> you hear the you hear the humility, y'all. This no man here. Listen, you're a great person, bro. You can't say it, so I have to say it. Because if I hear you calling yourself great, I'm going to have to (laughs) review that prior. So, guys, listen to me. This is a great guy. He's an amazing influence in Christianity today. Great Christian, a great husband. You know, so, bro, I just want to thank you for taking the time to be out here with us. I want to say the first time I got introduced to your... Boy, you can hear the little ones. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm out. sorry. I'm trying to move I... a little bit.
0: Oh no, you're good, man. The first time I heard of you was when you did your poem. Almost, bro. Can you wow. believe that was like ten years ago?
1: Oh, that was my
0: first poem. So that's insane.
1: <laughs> Check that.
0: It's crazy. Yo, bro, that thing was insane. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the link inside this inside the info so you guys can listen to it. It'll change your life. But. I'm not going to gas his head up anymore. Let's keep him humble. Thank guys, you, bro. the I reason <laughs> The reason we're here is because some of the sisters were complaining and I needed I needed one of my guys to come and get my back. The ladies were saying there was no more good men. <laughs> Now, now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to yeah. get the sisters in here next so because yeah. we want to hear about the sisters. Yes. But today, we need a brother to defend us right now. <laughs> I'm hearing no yeah. more good men like mm. Ezekiel, bro.
1: What do you think about that? Yeah, man, It's that's that's a tough one, man, because I, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, I have a few perspectives on it, especially now that I'm starting to hear from both uh, sides my my thoughts about it have developed but it's still the same answer so let's deal with the whole idea that there are no more good men i think that's a gross uh uh generalization I don't yeah. think that um, it's fair to say that there are no more good men. I mean, if there were no more good men, we wouldn't have guys like you that are pushing what you do that are serious about Jesus, serious about the families, um, guys that within my circle, single and married that are serious about Jesus, serious about, you know, the mission and stuff like that. So um, I don't think that that's true. But I think that what's going on is that there is a, a, a serious, there's a very apparent divide, a disconnect. Some some type of misunderstanding that's happening within the realm of um, millennials. Um, not even just millennials, but even those that are older. I think culturally, there's a lot of things happening. Man, there are cultural dynamics that are happening. There are a lot of uh, just the way that things have evolved globally. It just seems like that is the truth. And I don't want to negate this because to me, I think this is the most important factor. I genuinely believe that there is an assigned attack against the family unit, um, the godly family unit. And if the enemy was going to decide to attack the family unit, he would have to do it by breaking the backbone of the family unit unit. And doing that is destroying or pulling away or making absent the man in the household and taking away the value of marriage from the minds of men today. And I think there are a myriad of ways that the enemy has done that. And now we have this culture where women are seeing, hey, look, there are no good men. And I think that that it's, it's important that we know that this is not a coincidence that we're seeing this happen. Yeah, definitely.
0: I agree with that. And especially because you said it's an assignment. You know, really mm-hmm. what we're dealing with is a spiritual attack. And a lot of people mm-hmm. don't understand is that. The enemy is not. He can eat. I won't say easily. So please pardon my my, my language. But sure. the, the enemy can attack a woman, but it won't make the same impact if he attacks the man. Come on. I believe that if if he gets the man out of the home, then that art, mm-hmm. as you can see throughout our world, especially in our black community, is a lot of single mothers. It's mm-hmm. not very often you hear of a single single father you know what i'm saying yeah. typically it's, it's as though the mother is always going to be the one to nurture always the one to care but the enemy's always trying to get the men you know to be the the ones yeah. to go out and cheat the men to be out yeah. to go, go sell drugs or be in prisons you can see yeah. you know that it's always the men and and i honestly don't think it it's a coincidence like you said it really is a spiritual attack because mm. absent fathers are one of the main reasons for children in jail people in jail people that are, are dealing with um, lust or perversion or abuse. A lot of those times, they didn't have their fathers around. A lot of those times, they were abused by a, a father figure who Come was on. walking in his role. You know, yeah. so we can see that it's the enemy trying to distort a man. Because if he destroys the man, he literally destroys the entire home. Because there are so many amazing mothers out there, yeah. but no matter how great she is, she can't be a father. You know what I'm saying? Right. And there are a lot of men that are great at nurturing, but at the same time, you know it has to be a good balance. And I believe that that's why the enemy always attacks the men, because I'm not saying women shouldn't preach, but you know how the Bible always shows like men more of like a leading type figure. If I can destroy the leader, then a woman has to go discover and, and fill his role for him. You know what I mean? When it wasn't a matter of, you know, a woman just being the weaker vessel, as the Bible may have put it, but, you know, Bible shows us that women are the great support system, but God is trying to get more men to rise up and lead. Yes. And if you look in churches, who's worshiping? (laughs) The women, women. you know what I mean? The men are, we view worship as something that's feminine or, you know, not as masculine or crying in worship, or you know, it's always a lot of times men that's leading. So, I know I get where the women are coming from, yeah. but like you said, it's like a gross generalization, and yeah. we also have to look at it from a spiritual aspect. Yeah, the men aren't aiming. To you know, walk out on God. It's the enemy attacking their minds because once yeah. I get the men out, then the yeah. women. What are the women going to do?
1: Exactly. They're going to
0: go find unsaved men. Exactly. You know what I mean. Exactly. What are they going to do? They're going to end up going,
1: get all pulled away, and children are going to repeat that cycle. Exactly. Exactly. That's huge, bro. Man, you said you said it all, man. And um, I think. A lot of people kind of are a disgruntled, man. A lot of women, especially black women, educated, are getting educated. Um, they're, you know, they're getting good jobs and, you know, they're beautiful. Um, and they're seeing that, too, like, what's going on? I'm 35, I'm 40. Like, they're not getting married. And I think the value of marriage has, has been, you know, Instagram has been doing good. We, we're, we're, we're able to see a glimpse of some certain things, but I, I still don't think it's enough People need to see real marriage modeled in our daily walk. And that's yeah. why the church, the church community is so important, um, but not just to, to simply exist. Um, but the main word that we're missing here is discipleship. I don't want to drop the answer too quickly because I want to deal with some of the issues before we we jump on the answer. So before I go into discipleship, because I feel like the answer Uh, it's going to happen when the church stands up and the members of the church stand up to be the church. Uh, So let's come back to the, let's come back to, let's come back to the problem. So (laughs) define, I think a lot of times when women say there are no good men, I I think, man, one thing is for sure. One thing I've seen for sure is that a, a lot of times women would be willing to settle for simply a good man. And a man that is a godly man, I don't think many women uh, see the extreme value of simply a godly man as the number one priority. When I talk to a lot of women, like in, in private circles, people say, yeah, I want a godly man, and th- but but he got to be this, and then he got to be that, and he got to have yeah. that. Oh, but they broke. Oh, you got to have that. You got to look like this. You got to look like that. And I've seen so much. so many women have exalted maybe not above not above physical preference and stuff like that because I believe physical pres- preference is good and it, it shows that you know you're an individual and I don't believe that God created you not to have desires and not to be an individual and not to have unique taste and all that stuff that's cool but I feel like there's consistently I hear that stuff all the time like they gotta be they gotta have this swag they gotta dress like this you see a dude and he just because he got dirty shoes. He's not, he's no longer qualified, or just because he's in an entry level position and he may be 30 years old, so he's no longer a man or whatever the case may be, or just because Mm -hmm. maybe he had a past or whatever the case may be, then he can no longer be qualified. So there's so many things that, or let's talk about the height thing. He might be Uh, 5'7". A lot of these (laughs) ladies are 5'2", but they they want the dude to be (laughs) 6'2". So it's just like there are a <laughs> lot of things that come to play here. Like, I'll, I'll, do women really desire, first and foremost, a godly man? Because yeah. what I've been seeing with some of my friends that are, are godly brothers, they'll reach out to these women and they'll straight up deny, ignore, uh, block or whatever these guys are trying to get with them because obviously the, this, the, the, they're out of these guys' league, And a godly man is not enough. They got to be godly. Yeah. And they got to fit a particular type. And I think that's happening on both sides and both sides are not agreeing and seeing the value in people and make and prioritizing the value of being virtuous and being godly and being, having being a person of integrity. People are not even willing to have a conversation because they're so focused on what they have and what, how people look.
0: Yeah. and, And it's good that you say that. And I say that because I honestly feel like some people are saying, They want a godly spouse, but they don't really know what that entails. Mm. You know, so they want a they want a they want someone in church is what they really mean. Exactly. They want you to say you love God and they want you to still be one to party with them, still be the one. Mm. to, You know what I mean? Still entice their flesh. Mm. So people don't understand when you're saying you're praying for a godly spouse. That means you're praying for God to bring someone that's going to push you into purpose. It's going to push you. And purpose is also including holiness. And righteousness. Mm, yeah. And it's also telling you when you are wrong. And a mm. lot of sisters I know I know it's it's for men as well, but I'm saying t- in this case, a lot of sisters don't understand that that guy may not be like the guys you are used to. Because right. if you're expecting a godly man, you gotta expect that this man is actually gonna wanna honor God in his actions. Like I was right. talking to someone um you know I won't I won't you know obviously call names but yeah. you know th- their thing was anytime we spoke all I would do was talk about god and that's the reason why it threw them off and I was just looking at it like I'm confused because I thought you wanted me to talk about God, didn't you say you wanted a, a godly spouse? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, so in my head, I thought I, w- I thought you know I'm in there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything was gonna work out. And I realized, no, you didn't really want someone that was a godly spouse. You were gonna call them godly just because they attended church. Come that's on. all you. Re- and that cannot be the standard, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not I'm not advocating for settling for someone that you find that's you know quote unquote, lame, or you're not as mentally attracted to them, you know, because yeah. I know physical is not the only only thing that there is. But at yeah. the same time, you also have to understand that people, a man that is godly and a woman that is godly is not going to entertain the same jokes that your worldly ex did, or they're wow. not going to, wow. they're not going to entertain the same jokes, or you may do something and obviously, you know, Christian people stumble, mm-hmm. but they may be more willing to tell you, Hey, I don't want to entertain that. Hey, I don't want to do this because, I know what it'll stir up in me. Mm. That doesn't make them lame. That makes them a godly person because they're trying to protect you. They're they're not only protecting themselves, but they're protecting you because Mm. they understand that if God is going to entrust a woman in my hands, Mm. who am I to hurt his daughter, you know, Mm. or who are you to hurt his son, you know, leading them into sin, you know, so I feel like a lot of people don't realize that, you know, they're saying they want a Christian spouse, but I'm not saying Christians are corny, you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of times we have to understand that some people act the way they do because they're trying to honor God. They knew, you know, a couple years ago on a Friday night, you ain't catching me anywhere but the club. (laughs) You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So now when you ask them to hang out and the only thing they're up for is TGI or bowling. Yes. (laughs) It's it's not that they're trying to be lame. They understand this is a weakness of mine that God freed me from. Mm -hmm. If I entertain the same conversations or the same environments, it's going to lead me back into the world. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we have to understand that maybe our definition
1: of good is what's actually wrong. Mm, That's a take notes. (laughs) Take notes. Let's (laughs) redefine what, what, what what good is because it has to be, even Jesus said, don't call me good because you don't, you don't even have the revelation of who I am. Exactly. So, only one good is the father until you realize that who's standing before you don't call me good until you you get the revelation of who I am. And until people understand that the only thing that we could really attach to good or a godly is actually God himself. And if that character is not emanated, then why do you desire it? I I mean, it's so, to be honest, man, we're, we're human, man. We're human. And I get it. Like people, people like rip me to shreds because they feel like, man, Ezekiel is against preferences. It's not. I'm not against. Preferences. Not at all. Obviously, I'm not against preferences. I'm actually an aesthetics person. I'm, I'm big on aesthetics, like from house and stuff like that. Clothes. I love aesthetics, beauty. And I actually uh, have learned to find beauty in everything and everyone. But but it's just weird. what's weird to me is. I don't know, man. I put out I put out, <laughs> I, I, I put out uh, like some uh, some challenges to people and I, I put out some opinionated things. And of course, people feel differently about about it. But like, let's say there's a guy and like, let's be honest, like guys, they want sexy women. That's what they want. Yeah. Women, mm-hmm. same thing. They want a sexy guy, handsome guy, somebody that can show off to their friends. Um, and you you see you see this guy has a a profile. You know, he looks good in his profile. He reaches out to you and sends you a message and says, hey, what's going on? That woman is more willing to accept that follow. That woman is more willing to investigate who this person is because they reach out to him. Same with the guy. He's more willing because the uh, picture is provocative. They're more willing to investigate. They're more willing to be interested. It'd be, it'd be interesting if, like, if we could move and navigate without the veneer of just physical attraction. Because I really believe that if we were able to sit down and have conversations with people we might not have kind of kind of entertained in the beginning, we might number one develop develop um understandings that we wouldn't have before. if I was able to sit with someone at least if that's person, not my husband or wife, I'm willing to say, "Wow, I can find value in someone." that may not, you know, that fit my physical preference or whatever the case may be. And this, and I could actually have conversations without it leading to this nasty place. Like I could have a brother yeah. or a sister of the opposite, se- opposite sex know how to walk in integrity and uh, uh, appreciate that relationship in group settings and settings that we're both safe in. And it doesn't have to be much to it. And I think if we could more conduct ourselves in a way that we don't, reject people based on what they just like the church if we could be the church have open arms to be able to at least hold conversations with people to hear where people uh thoughts processes are at me and my wife like when we saw each other and that was interesting if the person you're talking about god and the person straight away but when we met each other it was just like okay she's cool But at the moment when I saw her, she wasn't the most beautiful person I've ever seen. Um, I had this thing, these things in my mind of what I wanted in in a woman physically and uh, like just just the way the person talked and all that stuff. And she when she saw me, I wasn't like this, this man that, uh, you know, that she would want. And and we when we started talking, man, this woman literally talked to me about God over the phone. For the first mm-hmm. three, first three months like it was just her testimony that's all I didn't even know too much about you know her private life more than what God did for her and how god used was using her and how God was challenging her and that's what I fell in love with first and I think God needed me to be able to see past that then my eyes opened not going love with her and everything she was about her beauty was illuminated for me and it's so weird if I was led by simply what I liked. In that moment where I was, I probably would have had this girl with a big booty and a small waist and long hair, like all the things that I thought I wanted, but was not going to sustain the person that God was molding me into being. Yeah. And I think, like, that's what we kind of forget. We think that, like, we're getting married for freaking Instagram. It's not for Instagram, like, we're walking this path so that we can glorify God. Think, Stop thinking about what your wedding is going to look like, what the wedding pictures are going to look like. Think about how am I going to move with this part in 22 years? Like what's our prayer life going to look like? How are we going to yeah. continue to glorify God? Like nobody's talking about that. Like they, people think marriage is about just having company, somebody to have sex with someone to look cute with and take pictures with, someone, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not just that. If that were the case, then go ahead and have a brother and sister in Christ that you could laugh with. But marriage is so much and the intimacy is so much more than what people think it is. And I think that's and that's the weird part. One more thing I'm gonna ask you and I'm it's a question for you. Why do you think that women seem to desire marriage more than men? It's like the complaints are coming from the women but it seems like the <laughs> yeah. same problem exists on both sides. But the women are the only ones complaining. And I'm gonna throw this out there: Is it why is it seem like black women are complaining about this more than white women? Is it is there a disparity? Like is are the white white men available uh, on that side? So I just wanted to throw those two questions to you, so we could just handle it.
0: Man, you 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 can't hit me with too hard <laughs> hate <makers> like like <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so I, I, I 100% think um, the women are, are asking more than the men, Um. for one. Yes. I will say I feel like it's that way because the women, I, this may come across wrong, but I feel like women aren't told to bring much to the table other than being beautiful. And I feel like men are expected to have the perfect job. They already have the career. They already have the house. They already have the car. Mm -hmm. They already have everything taken care of. They're already involved in ministry. Now all they need is the beautiful spouse. Mm -hmm. So, so I feel like men are under so much pressure to figure out so much that they're afraid that they're going to step to a woman and don't have anything to offer. Wow. Whereas, whereas the woman knows, well, I'm beautiful and I know I love God. So where's my man? You know what I mean? And, and I don't believe uh, a lot of these sisters asking are only looks and they don't have anything going for them. Mm-hmm. So please, sisters, if that's you, don't don't misinterpret what I'm saying. But I feel like more pressure is placed on the men to have it all together and more pressure is placed on the woman just to catch the men. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so they make women look like, oh, well, And that's why a lot of women, I believe, dress provocatively because they know men are visually stimulated. Mm. They want to get that attention. They want to catch that eye, let men know, hey, I'm sitting over here. You know, what are you waiting on? You know, I'm still single. I'm ready. I'm waiting. Whereas the men, they have to, for one, you can't even just pursue whoever you want. Because if they find out you spoke to three girls in a church, you're automatically Uh a player. You know, (laughs) they don't want to talk about that. But in all reality, all right, so I have a friend, you know, and and they called him a player. And I honestly didn't think he was a player. He tried to step to someone. She wasn't interested. Perfectly fine, right? Mm-hmm. So he moved on to someone else. And now, oh, he, he talking to somebody else already? What do you mean? All, he's trying to find a wife. you know. And God forbid, God forbid they're friends now. All of a sudden, you are the talk of the town. You're labeled as a player. You're labeled as this and that. So men are even afraid to just approach a woman because if you're not 100% convinced this is your wife and it's going to work out, now you have to wait another year before you speak to someone or you what? have to go somewhere else yeah. because a label is placed on you or you're viewed as though you're just a womanizer. You're just viewed as though you're just trying to get at anyone. Mm-hmm. And that's not me advocating for guys that are just hopping in inboxes. You know, yeah. you're out of line, bro. You need if you're gonna pursue, pursue one woman. Yeah. If you're actually just considering, then yeah, look around. Yeah. But if you're actually in pursuit, I don't believe men should be pursuing, you know, multiple women at the same time. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of women aren't aren't being aren't being, you know, pushed the way men are because I feel like men are just Lust is an issue in church Mm. for both men and women, right? Mm -hmm. But it's only talked about with men. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We don't really discuss women that struggle with pornography. We don't discuss women that are struggling with fornication and adultery as much as we we address the men as if the men are doing it by themselves. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, when it comes to um, how much you should make. Men are thinking, man, if my wife makes more than me, I'm not even a man. So we're not even teaching biblical manhood. Come on. I believe man... <laughs> you know, it's true. Yeah. I believe men should lead. I, I 100% believe men should lead, but leading does not mean I make more money than my spouse. Right. Leading does not mean I I prayed one more hour than my spouse. Yeah. No, you may have a wife that's an amazing, um, amazing woman of God. She may be gifted in so many areas. She may be a better biblical teacher, but that doesn't mean you don't understand the word for yourself. Yeah. But I feel like men are just told that since you're at the head of the home, you must have everything. And that, that makes more men feel, man, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to meet a woman that's pretty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Lord have mercy, all the stress you guys give me, yeah. you know? So I think that's one of the aspects of it. And I do think it's definitely in regards to more black men. I want to say most of the churches I've been in were predominantly black. I've only been in a few that were heavily multicultural. So mm-hmm. I can't speak too much regarding the, the, the white men and white women, mm-hmm. but I do see that it happens with a lot of black men more. And I say that women complain about these black men, but, I can only speak from my experience so i was in the hood you know growing up that's pretty much all i knew Mm -hmm. so men were told in order to be a man you had to have multiple women
1: Mm. in
0: order to be a good man in order to be the man that others look up to you have to be able to get whichever girl you want you have to be able to get the prettiest you have to be able to get the thickest so men that were inside inside of my environment we were under the impression Oh, the more women you can get shows how much of a man you really are, you know, and then when you get saved, the church is so silent on these subjects that you don't even understand that you're, you're in church and now you're a player or you're in church and you don't even know how to talk to women without disrespecting God or without sinning, you know? So I know that and and a lot of times it's white men in the hood as well, but we know um, majority of times, you know, it's black men that had to struggle, you know, economically, you know? So yeah. When it comes to these things, especially with prison, is more black men inside of jail and all that. So black men are more accustomed to living beneath God's standard. You know, I won't say the white man has it all together. I don't believe that at all. Yeah. You know, but I believe that black men have this issue A lot of times. And then, you know, it's just it's just a reoccurring theme Mm -hmm. that, you know, stuff begins to get normalized. Yeah. So, yeah, you're so accustomed to seeing the black man arrested rather than a white man or hearing the black man is the thief rather than the white man or whatever case that that may be. That now when you look at marriage, you see a lot more broken homes in black families. So when you see a broken black, a a broken black family, then that ends up with boys that grow up thinking it's okay to leave my spouse. It's okay to it's okay to cheat. It's okay to be abusive, you know, so even men in church, they don't deal with this trauma that when it comes to relationships, they're still battling these issues and they don't even know it yet.
1: Mm, mm, mm. I, I, I I think you... Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just 9 dollars each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry Chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You've already, you, you've started go, to go there, so I think we need to come to this place where we can kind of bring this, the answer kind of to light. So to really navigate and unmask this problem, I really do believe that it's a failure on the Black family to show young men, or the Black father, to show young men uh, what it what it means to be a godly man of god like discipleship in the home is lacking and yeah. then that then uh in turn the responsibility is for the generation that came before them that were misled and so i think there's this this the cycle of brokenness that that we see that that is happening with the family so both sides are broken that's why i think that this this disconnect is, is happening because they're just pieces we're just shards just trying to figure things out and i think um God is raising up this generation. I, I really, really do believe that this generation, um, there's something that, that can happen that will just wake us up, a personal revival that happens within us to not just be able to exemplify it uh, for social media and exemplify it, but mm-hmm. pursue uh, pursue it uh, to see the 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 mending of the situation within our churches. I think um, in our black communities, maybe they have to do the same in white commun- communities, but in our black communities, we have an even more extreme and urgent, bur- urgent burden to be able to take this discipleship thing to the next level. We have to kind of like, and I'm talking to myself. I think it's so easy. I think when we have these conversations, I put a lot of people on panels and I, I want people to discuss this thing, um, but I, we can't forget that This is some everybody has to look intrinsically and be able to see what can if you believe that you're on the right path, the blame can't go on these women that are acting foul. Blame can't go on this. These guys that are acting foul. The blame has to say, what are you doing? Yeah. To to bring in, to educate, to encourage, to edify, to correct this situation. And I think um, I'm going to read this in uh, Titus chapter two, verse one from one through eight. It says But as for you. Teach what accords uh, with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith and in love and in steadfastness. Our older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good and to train young women to to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. Likewise, urge the younger men to be self-controlled. Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. And in your teaching, show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned um, so that an opponent can be put to shame or the enemy may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. And I think we're missing like this, this generation passing down the 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 model of what it looks like to be men and women of God of integrity, and so that permeates our relationships yeah. like even <clears throat> even in homes that come two parent homes like I think sometimes we think that just because it's a two parent home means that we saw healthy marriages, and that's not necessarily the- tr- necessarily the truth not at all yeah, so I'm thinking, man, there has to be this kind of charge for men like you, men like me. To take to take men that maybe younger than us or older than us under our wing, to show them those things are the things that we have learned, the the way the ways of the Lord to disciple these people not for relationships but for 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 themselves for the Lord for their relationship exactly that's the issue yeah. and they do it for relationships yeah only. you can't there, there's no such thing as you, Jesus didn't say disciple them for marriage not disciple them. To, to know what it means to make the word of god the authority of their lives to know what it means yeah. to walk and to allow the holy spirit to to help us to have a uh, uh, overcome the lust of the flesh to walk in self-control to walk in integrity to walk all of this stuff man that we're complaining about is a symptom of the lack of discipleship within the churches we go to church and we leave and i don't know we, I mean, we're in the quarantine season but i feel like while everything was going as normal, we've always still been quarantined. We've been quarantined to our own ways because no one is holding anyone accountable to the to the level. I I never heard of the word discipleship until I, you know I was like twenty five. I didn't hear. I only heard of the word disciple in relation to Jesus and the twelve disciples. That's the yeah. type of churches that a majority of Christians are in. And then our yeah. our situation is even more exacerbated because now we have all these issues in America that have sent black men, put black men in jail economically, economic distress. So we, we ain't even worried about trying to live godly. We're trying to survive. So it's like all this, this <laughs> yeah. so so much is happening. So I think the charge ha- is, is for us, man, to, to say, okay, we see that there's a problem. we got to step up. And then I think uh women of God, we got to respond. Like your prayers are needed. um, Women of God that are married, your support is needed in in training up these young women because i think they're they're hearing about how to be a wife but i don't think that there's a lot of one-on-one discipleship to know what it means to to actually honor god above else because if you don't get married then you still got to live for god (laughs) at the end of the day so yeah that's that's what i had to say in regards to that
0: no, I think that's a good point you mentioned regarding discipleship and I say that because just like you man, I I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about that growing up like and I've been in church since my you know my family you know started going to church since I was maybe 3 or 4. So, I've been in church my whole life yeah. and I'm not hearing about discipleship until what 5 years ago. Yeah. Like, you know, so that's a problem whereas, you know, we go to churches and they want to talk about doctrine and they want to talk about gifts of the spirit right. and they want to talk about all these things that are important, but they neglect the simple things that help someone actually live for God. Because you want me to pray and, yeah, you want me to fast. You want me to do all this. But how do I yes. live, man? Like, how do, how do I honor God when I walk out yes. of this door? How do I? And, you know, a lot of times people, and I feel like that's what the coronavirus is doing, is forcing people to love God outside mm. of church. I believe people were so obsessed with church and not with wow. God. People love People love the the praise and worship team they love the the cool band and all that, but when they're home, how's your prayer life? Are you praying? are you fasting are you are you reading are you doing any of that mm-hmm. outside of what the, the mm-hmm. priests are doing so i'm not i'm not neglecting discipleship, but i 'm saying a lot of times people don 't understand the importance of being together they don't understand what we 're supposed to be doing to help one another yeah. grow and I say that because like we, we can focus so much on the wrong things that people go out and then is more marriages that are coming up. And it's like, yeah, they were so hyped to have the cute pictures on social media, but they don't know how to love their, he doesn't know how to love his wife and she doesn't know how to Mm. love her husband. You know, people are still dealing with issues because the church isn't open about certain things that they really need to be Mm. open about. You know, so people are battling all these things because of a lack of discipleship. And then, you know, so while we're while we're focusing on all these things in our church, I think we need to actually be getting back into small groups. So we need to actually get back into the importance of the yes. word of God, because a lot of people love church, man, but they don't know the Come word on. of God. And we can't grow without it. You know, oh, so let me read, read these, read these couple verses. That's what I want to say about discipleship. Let me read these couple verses from First Kings. Um, one through three, King Solomon loved many foreign women in addition to Pharaoh's daughter mm-hmm. Moabite, Ammonite, Edomite, mm-hmm. Sidonian, and Hittite mm-hmm. women from the nations about which the Lord told the Israelites, You must not intermarry with them, and you must not intermarry mm-hmm. with you, because they will turn your heart away to follow mm-hmm. their gods. To these women, Solomon was deeply attached in love. He had 700 wives who were princesses and 300 who were concubines, and they turned his heart away. And a lot of people don't understand, bro, like Solomon <laughs> outside of Jesus on this earth is the wisest mm. man to walk this earth. And he allowed women to turn wow. his heart away from God. He allowed women to cause him to to mess up his walk with God. He allowed women. So you have everything you need. You know, everything mm. you need to know. And yet you allowed relationships to destroy your walk with God. And that would not happen if we were taught better on how to deal with relationships, because God showed God already said, bro, you cannot into marriage and Solomon yeah. was just continuously yeah. doing his own thing. And that's what happens in the church today. Whereas, you know, we're in lukewarm relationships, Ooh. we're in relationships with people in the world. And, you know, we're talking about, we want a godly spouse. You know what I mean? We're saying that, yeah, it sounds cute. It sounds good on social media posts, but at the same time, are you in relationships that honor God or are you in relationships that are with people mm-hmm. in the world? You know, so, so to the sisters, to the sisters that saying that it's not to, to come at your neck, but it's really to, you really have to sit and evaluate. Am I am I positioning myself, you know, to to be around a godly man or am I pushing away the godly man because he's not as cool or he's not as, you know, this or that? Because a lot of times the Bible all throughout the Old Testament is showing how God mm-hmm. freed Israel, but their minds were never mm-hmm. free. Yeah, you talk know? About so it. Physically, yes. they're not in Egypt. They're not in Egypt, but mm-hmm. their minds are in Egypt. They're not. In any type of bondage, but mentally they're in bondage, you know. So, we can be in church claiming we want a godly spouse and still pursuing Mm. after that worldly man. We can be in church saying we want a godly man to pursue us, but we don't pay him any money. Wow, you know. So, I found something, I found something funny, bro. Like, um, I don't know how long they've been married now, but Sierra and Russell Wilson, I remember when you know. It came out, big news, you know, Sierra's dating Russell Wilson. Bear in mind, Sierra was just dating future, bro. So, (laughs) you know she's dating, like, Mr. Trap, you know, hood guy, you know, straight out of the hood. And Russell Wilson is the guy, You, if you view him, you thought he went to Harvard, you know, corny. Lame, lame uh, by the social character at all. But he was lame. He couldn't dress (laughs) like (laughs) nothing. Yeah, nothing. So may- maybe Sierra's the yeah. why he could dress now. I right. won't just say money because he could not dress. When you saw him, he looked <laughs> super corny, you know. So, so my thing was, I remember he posted a picture once with her, and he yes. was in like Hawaiian yes. type <laughs> gear. And I was like, "Bro, what are you wearing?" And right, are not in exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> And I was just like, "This right. man got Sierra." And every time you saw Sierra post, that woman has never looked happier. That woman has never looked like she's been around a godly man. She's never looked like she's been around a man that cared to pray. She's never, it it just looked like it opened up her world to to what a good influence Mm. in her life really was. You know, And I'm not saying these sisters out here need to compromise, but I'm going back to your original point when you mentioned that they'll be attracted to what's provocative or what's on the Instagram page. We don't even give them the time to speak. If they don't look like our type, if you don't dress like my type, or if I don't think you're going to come across a certain way, then you're not good enough to be a husband. So that man may have everything top to bottom, the money, the spiritual life. He may even have the car, but because he didn't dress the way you like, he ain't no good you know? And it's like, what are we defining yeah, no. as good? Because God, you, you're praying for a godly
1: spouse and you have probably met 20- Bro, listen, the, you're, missing the, you're missing that Just point. The, the part of it is and you're, you're devaluing or mit- diminishing what God can use a woman to do in a man's life. Like, it's not to exactly. say that you're there to make projects, but if you're focused on the right, the right thing, the important thing, then all the other accessories, how oh, a man dresses, how much a man is making an entry level. When I met my wife, like, I was negative, bro. Like, but I know I was focused. I was determined. <laughs> I, I went to build something. And she was able to see that. And I think, like, some people just, like, I if I had dirt, like, literally, if you wear white shoes and they're dirty, like, in a hood, you're nobody. Like, you can't do that. And so I'm sure <laughs> that there are a lot of women that are looking at, like, these guys, like, look at them. Trust me, you threw a beard on that dude. Give him a haircut, <laughs> and like, and he's and he's a sound guy. Like you're really, you, these the same women would be like, oh my gosh, would be envying these relationships, and I can't exactly. I can't believe <laughs> I passed him up. What? What are, are you serious? And, and,
0: and listen, man, I'm so glad you said it because that's yeah. the 100% truth. I know for a fact I do way better yes. because of being married. I know so many men that they could not dress, and you know, thanks <laughs> be to God that they married that woman. <laughs> thanks be to God, you know. So it's like, you women, like, j- just exactly what Ezekiel just said don't devalue what you can do yeah. to help a man. The Bible shows us clearly that Adam was Mm. in his purpose and God decided that he needed a woman. It wasn't good for him to be alone. And God placed a woman in his Mm. life to be his helper. So the garden that Adam was supposed to be taking care of alone, that he was doing just fine with, God said, no, I need to send a woman to his life to help him. And just like he said, it's not about working on projects. So I'm not saying go find the funniest guy in your dms right now and say in jesus name let's make this work no that's not that's not what i'm doing at all but i am saying you don't understand how much you can impact a man's life so i'm not saying grab a guy who's clearly lazy or not progressing or not doing anything or you're not physically attracted to him but please understand that you are meant to be a man's helper so even if you met a man that had all of the requirements you got Five years into your marriage, 10 years into your marriage, he should not be that same man. He should be way past that because of your influence. Your children should be living godly lives, not just because your husband is godly, but because of your influence on their lives. So you have to understand that it's not just about that finished product you're praying for. It's about (laughs) building. Bro, and and they don't understand it. And that's going right back to discipleship. Christianity is all about discipleship. God said, Jesus said to go and make disciples of all the nations and people want to disciple Africa and they don't want to disciple their home. That doesn't make any sense. They want to go disciple the poor countries and poor islands and they don't want to disciple their homes and their churches. You have to build. Christianity Mm. is about building us closer to God. Where we are when we, the day we get saved is not where we should be 10 years Mm. into our walk Mm. with God.
1: So, oh that's my We can I I, you, you, do a sermon on that high. point alone, my man. <laughs> very, very good. Thank you, man. man. Yeah. Listen,
0: sisters, I know, I know, y'all were listening, and we're gonna bring the <laughs> sisters in because sisters, some of y'all ain't no good, <laughs> neither. I'm joking.
1: Bad, <laughs> <laughs> but Ezekiel, bro, I'm gonna yes, leave sir. you with the last word, bro. I'm gonna leave. Yeah, you with man. The last word. Uh, Go ahead. I just want to encourage. Uh, both parties man i want to start with saying this ladies i think uh i I need you to know that we feel we empathize because we do see that there is an apparent disconnect um in this in the men's realm yeah um but i want you to know that it's not simply the man's battle it's the church's battle if you believe that you are a part of the body of christ man it is time to equip ourselves to go to war against the enemy and it begins like you said it's as the body of see that there's a problem and when one part hurts every the whole body is The solution is christ when you talk about going back to the word it's time to get back to the word it's time to get back to what's essential um it's time to get back to the gospel um and then I, i believe that once we start um Repositioning our minds That God will begin to give us His good gifts We're waiting on his promises We're waiting for his will in our lives And I I, I always say this I'm so thankful That God did not give me Simply what I wanted Because it would have been at the expense Of what he knew I needed And when you begin to trust God For what he knows that you need You will never be disappointed Trust me that God's way it's always better. His plan is always better. If you're in waiting, trust that the waiting has purpose. And it is whether it be to sanctify you, whether it be to sanctify him, whether it be that he needs you to continue to pour into a sister that's gonna that, 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 that's on the route to, to suicide and depression. And I need you to be focused on this because once you're locked away with your husband, you won't be able to, 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 to focus on the assignment that I have for you for these next couple of years. So stay vigilant stay in his purpose, walk in that, stay prayerful, go back, go back to the father. And when you go back to the father, you'll find whatever he has for you in him. So that's, that's, that's what I'll say. Yeah, man.
0: Powerful, bro. you going, you can't, you can't use the last <laughs> words to do another sermon. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, but no, nah, definitely yes. man, That was an amazing episode. I just want to encourage you guys as well. Please understand you know, that we do see the issue, like Ezekiel said, but ultimately our goal yeah. must be to pray for one another because yeah. we have to strengthen the body of Christ. And if we don't see any good options and that shows that we may not be doing what we should be yeah. doing, evangelizing or praying yeah. or discipling at the end of the day. So, sisters, I am praying for you all because I know a yeah. lot of you are living very pure lives. You're living very upright lives. You're honoring God. You're waiting and you're just trying to figure out why am I still waiting? And I, and I understand that completely. You know, so, but we do know that, you know, that if we wait on God's timing, the Bible says yeah. that He won't allow us to be put to shame. If we wait on God's timing, yeah. He will renew our strength. You know, God is able to be with you in the middle of that waiting. And I do believe that God is going to meet those needs that you do have. And I do believe God is going to work on your heart and your motives in the middle of this season. So please just allow yourself to keep growing. But as always, man, we just want to thank you all for another amazing episode. For listening all the way to the end, I want to thank my boy Ezekiel for blessing us, you know, with his presence. You know, he's a great husband, great father. And as you can tell, he's raising his children in the fear of God, you know, by the wisdom that he speaks. I'm going to drop his info at the bottom. But if you're on any form of social media, his name on it is Words by Ezekiel. Give him a follow. I'm going to drop his link for his merch. I believe your wife just wrote a book, bro. But if I'm mis- yeah, so please get yeah. that book as well. I need it's the, it the whole book. the whole woman. There. We also got the whole man the so guys, out,
1: so yeah, look out for that. <laughs> yes, sir.
0: Awesome, bro. Looking forward to it. And I appreciate you guys listening. And as always, we love you and we'll be praying for you all. Grace and peace. Peace.